0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. All right. In today's episode, we answered four fitness and health questions that were asked by our audience. But the way we open the episode is with an intro portion. This is where we talk about current events. Scientific studies. We talk about science, fitness. We bring up some of our sponsors. Today's intro was 46 minutes long. After that, we got to the question. So, here's what went down in today's mind pump episode. We opened up by talking about the ketogenic diet, the benefits and the drawbacks. Then we talked about some of our favorite and least favorite personal training clients uh, from when we were trainers back in the Ah, day. Memories. Justin predicts the weather because his ankle is getting swollen. I guess he's got that. It talks to me. Weather predicting ankle. I suggested he use the Juve light on it. Now Juve is the best product on the market for red light therapy. What's red light therapy? Well, it's very interesting. Scientific studies actually show that it improves your skin complexion. Can speed up recovery um, and in some cases even raise testosterone. I'm not making this up. Again, this is backed by studies. And there's a lot of copycats on the market, a lot of bad red light therapy products. Juve is the real deal. This is the only one that Mind Pump backs. So if you want to learn more or if you would like to get your own, head over to juve.com. That's J O O V V.com forward slash Mind Pump. And then if you sign up or you buy yourself a product, Use the code MIND PUMP for $50 off your purchase. Then we brought up the robot AI debate again. Adam just keeps oh going deeper man. in that hole. Then we talked about the metaverse. That uh, that they're talking about. I guess Zuckerberg is talking about that going to be ruling our world in he the future. He is an alien. Then we gave up. We talked about a little bit of the uh, poopy pants <laughs> Biden rumors going around. <laughs> uh, we talked about Zillow, favorite one yet, selling a lot of their houses for under market price. Uh oh, is the market crashing? I don't know. Then Justin talked about Jewel being on the Joe Rogan podcast. Jewel is cool. He had a crush on her back on the day. I did. Then we talked about Mark Andreessen, who bought the most expensive house of all time in California for $177 million. Is his toilet made out of diamonds? I should hope so. I don't know. Then we got to the questions. Uh, Here's the first one that we answered. This person wanted to know our thoughts on the raised heel squat for quad development. The next question, this person wanted our opinion on Mike Menser's heavy-duty style training. It's a workout style. The next question, this person wanted to know what our top 10 essentials are for building a home gym. By the way, during that question, we mentioned one of our sponsors that makes the best home gym equipment, PRX. If you want 5% off, head over to prxperformance.com forward slash mindpump. And then the final question, This person would like wanted some myths and facts on apple cider vinegar. Does it cure everything or is it just a bunch of hype? Also, all month long for the month of November, you can get MAPS Anywhere half off requiring no gym equipment, just resistance bands and your body and you get a phenomenal workout. Or you can get the Fit Mom bundle for half off, which includes MAPS Anywhere, MAPS Hit, MAPS Anabolic, and our Intuitive Nutrition Guide. This is like seven months of structured exercise programming if you follow the programs one after another. Huge savings. If you're interested, head over to November, excuse me, head over to mapsfitnessproducts.com and then use the code NOVEMBER50. That's NOVEMBER50 for that discount for half off Maps Anywhere or half off the Fit Mom Bundle. So I started my uh, my annual uh, ketogenic diet. Oh, okay. What prompted that? (laughs) <laughs> you know, my Your tummy. Gut, yeah, every time. <laughs> Your every tummy. Time. That's why it's the annual one. Tummy but, time. Well, you you know been, what, though? It's you've good. been pushing the bulk for a hot minute there, yeah? dude trying, but I can't. I can't push too hard because then my digestion tends to get thrown off. Although the uh, digestive enzymes uh, from uh, the, one of our partners, uh, who is a uh, mass enzymes, helps a little bit. But anyway, nonetheless, I went uh, keto because that usually helps. And I do this like once or twice a year. This is why I think, and we've talked about this on the show. It's a good idea for people to, once you're good and you've got kind of a handle on your nutrition somewhat, it's probably a good idea to go through these different kinds of uh, diets, not the crazy ones, but the ones that actually have maybe some application, just to see how your body feels and reacts and how how your palate changes, you know? That's how I used to coach clients. Mm. I used to
1: love to encourage them into just trying out different diets and just get them like comfortable with running through a diet and then not becoming attached or married to the diet itself but then starting to unpack the things in the diet that made you feel good yes in other words so you run Mm -hmm. keto and you go Cut out most of your carbohydrates. And then instead of being like, oh my God, keto lost me 15 pounds. It's an amazing diet. Going like, okay, what are some of the things we notice when we cut carbohydrates mm-hmm. out? What were your energies like? What was your workouts like? What yeah, did you notice? Inf- with appetite? did you notice inflammation? Did yeah. you notice cravings? Did you notice know sleep? Like, it was starting to help them ad- attach. The, the the elimination of carbohydrates or specific carbohydrates in this case uh, and how your body felt and then okay now let's let's go to a vegan diet for a while mm-hmm. oh let's go and then slowly move them through these different diets while also trying to coach them on the things that are
2: making them feel yeah so what does that look like though like so is it all sardines and butter yeah like what is this. I diet consists. I guess like, Dude, it's so hard to th-
0: structure that specific diet. It's a lot of macadamia
1: lot of, nuts, avocado. It's and- a lot of fatty <laughs>
0: meat. A lot of uh, yeah, avocado, avocado, olives. That's all. I eat some. I eat a lot of very well cooked vegetables for to help with digestion, and the fiber, um, butter. You know, bacon, that kind of stuff. But you know, it's funny for me. What I here's the pluses, right? I do notice a little less inflammation. And I also notice I don't get a sore from my workouts, which is kind of strange. And I always notice this every time. I'll work out hard and not get a sore. I do feel mentally sharper when I do it every single time. Here's the drawbacks, right? Uh, Muscle's not as full, so I don't get the pump or feel as full. And I lose a little bit of strength. I can tell when I work out, I lose some strength. It's very noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Justin came and like, you're weak. I did a video. You're t- <laughs> He's <laughs> always good at
2: dish and compliments. I got to like, offset it you know, a little bit. Compliments and supplements. Yeah. What are
1: you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. He was, I did a video or I was doing something. I was actually thanking uh, Brooke. She sent us over a nice book and some spices on my story and, and plugging her. And I wasn't paying attention, but it was during Sal working out. And so when I go back and hear the video, I got a bunch of DMs. I didn't even tell you this. Well, was, is that Sal in the background? And I'm like, what? And I go back and listen to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hear that in the background? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I'm over. Thanks, Brooke. Uh, shout out. This is awesome. Realtor. Blah bye blah. I'm doing that. And he was. taking like yeah. a shit in the Sal, background.
0: Sal's so happy, but he's in the back. <laughs> oh, you, oh, yeah. You know what it is? It's because I put my headphones on, and so I hear nothing else. But you guys have no music out here. So it's yeah. like quiet. So yeah. It must sound Did so you, annoying. Oh, yeah. Did
2: you guys see that uh, video I posted with the guy in the gym making oh, the, noises? The, the Holy Spirit guy or no like no that? the one before that oh, oh no yeah so this guy and i we'll have to throw it up but uh I, dude I was seriously dying for a couple days like I couldn't help what it. was it? it so this guy was spotting him doing a bench press and he started moaning like oh yeah that was like the ultimate troll genius move. well I've
1: seen the opposite I there's a video that went viral of a, a like this really petite girl she's probably I don't know 115 pounds tops and and she's squatting like you know, like thirty fives on each side,
0: and every rep
1: yeah. she does that like the whole gym shows all the guys uh, turn yeah. around. So and have, watch you guys,
0: her. have you guys ever had a client that moans? Yes. What me too? We yeah. talked about this story, did not we? we, we a yeah, long was time ago, I had a yes, yeah, Tina
1: Turner client. She oh, looked right. spot
0: on to Tina Turner.
1: She came in, the makeup, the heels, the purple outfit, the hair, and I trained this lady. And <laughs> what's love
0: got to do with it? And anyway. she'd come oh, out nice, in like dude. the
1: eighties. You know spandex pants yeah. and the 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 what are this the leg the leg the warmers yes. oh everything I mean pure like straight out of the eighties and she would come in and I would train her and we would do the hack squat and she would do the most sexual moans <laughs> every rep uh, every rep no matter how much weight on it for everybody somebody, oh yeah. dude all the guys stop put their weights down they would just watch us work dude, out like a, a round of applause yes. when she's done like yes. every set yeah.
0: I had one of my first clients this I was eighteen years old yeah this is an early
1: one for me too. Yeah. So
0: I'm already like, first yeah. of all, I'm 18. So yeah. I'm a kid. I'm also new and I'm trying to do a good job and I'm really taking this job seriously. And this woman with probably the biggest boobs I've ever seen in my life hires me. Now she turned out to be an ex porn star. This is a true story. Mm-hmm. So she, but she was older by this point. So wow. she was a porn star from the she 80s. had an
1: ex porn star moaning like this. I swear to God, wow.
0: I swear on everything. This is true. 100%. Uh, what was her name? Ashley Winters. Her that was her name. poor name? You no. remember her poor name? Of course I remember. Wow. Doug? Of course, I remember. <laughs> he
1: doesn't want to pull it up. Come yeah, on. I know. Don't no, up googled Adam. it. I mean, this right. is right. like this do is that best, on your own time. This is the best thing you could ever Google this, of all the Googles I asked. <laughs> this is the best one.
0: Yeah, hey, you know, it's she's hard to find, but because she didn't. I want to know think, the titles of her her I know, but I can't say it on the show. That's okay. how bad okay. they were. This, remember, she was from oh, wow. the late. She did uh, she did these movies in the late '80s. So when I when she well, hired educate me, us
1: on the difference. Let's see the difference between late '80s porn to now. What's the well shaved and
2: unshaved?
0: I don't. Apparently, in that yeah, I don't know. In that area, it was really in that era. I guess it was a big deal to have like. Like ridiculously large. Anyway, so she hires me, and while we're doing exercises, that's exactly what she'd do. She'd go, oh, <laughs> oh, and then she'd say my name. Oh, Sal. While she's no, doing she it, didn't. I swear to God. At what dude. point,
1: okay, at what point, when I you just, know you're what just, just looking around her No, no, like, no, but yeah. at what point training her did you find this out? Like, how long did you train her before you found out she was a porn star, or did that come out early? That came out
0: relatively early because oh, so yeah you knew. she was not no So she's so, playing into it well so here's what it was so she hires me she's making these noises i'm intimidated i'm 18 year old kid like i'm like not i'm like intimidated by it and i'm trying to do a good job and other people are looking at me so i'm literally pretending like it's not happening yeah and i'm literally just like kind of have to do. yeah i'm like four more reps you know make sure your knees are straight or you know fix your back or whatever while she's like ah, uh, you know doing this thing right yeah So as I'm training her, and I only trained her for like a couple months and then she disappeared. You know, you talk to your clients. So what do you do? She's like, oh, I own uh, a entertainment agency. I'm like, entertainment agency? Like, what's that? She owned a company with, Strippers. That's what I'm going to say about us yeah. for now. On people ask us. I know. We I own an entertainment. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's a lot <laughs> Easier to describe than what people. we actually. I, do. I don't know what to say, anyways. People, do you guys have this problem? Not to cut your story well, off. We do. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah all but the yeah. time. I, I like every time I meet somebody new. I think I say something different every time. Yeah. I don't think I've been consistent. I fitness for...
0: entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lane, I like this better. What can't she do say, that? What she did you say, entertainment company? Yeah. we I have an entertainment company. That's so Yeah. I say fitness media. That's what I say. It's very vague. But my, you know, my kids, so my, my, you know, my kids will say influencer. I'm like, you say that Dude, again, you're grounded. Ever. <laughs> Do they really call you that? They just don't, they don't really understand. For them, it's, That's what I mean. you're on YouTube, you know, so you're, you're an influencer. influencer. Oh, yeah. Wow, so you're all no. that, you know, and they don't, no. yeah, they don't get the whole, I'm like, no, it's fitness yeah. media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the difference? No, Dad? I told you guys,
2: I had a client that um, her, it was, it was like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like she was a massage therapist was the most chill like mild person you've ever met and like when she got into the weight room like and she wanted to go in where all the the guys were like you know slamming weights and being Mm. aggressive and she would just throw it right back at them just
0: really (laughs) (laughs) i
2: I didn't know what to do because i I knew she's put on a show and, uh, and and all the guys in there were just like, oh, is, is she punking me? You know, right. she'd be like looking right at him and everything. Yeah, I, I know. Awkward.
0: I'd, I know. I, I think I told you guys about that. I had an older client that I trained that just she just she farted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like I almost know. every We've rep. About these. Yeah, she yeah, would yeah, fart, yeah, and she'd yeah. laugh about it and stuff. I'm like, all right, keep going. We're working out. Right, you know, yeah. I wish you, you know for anybody.
1: who, I know we have a lot of uh, listeners that are either new trainers or just like thinking about getting started. If I could go back and do something over again that I wish I would have done, I wish I would have journaled. So if you're listening right now and you're a relatively new trainer and you journal, like there's just you meet and for lots of reasons, right? Like there's, I mean, I got tons of wisdom passed down to me through brilliant client clients, you know, funny stories like you're talking about right now. Like I just think that you you meet so many people in this profession that I wish I could go back and like. Mm read all of these stories. I've forgotten more than I can remember yeah. now and,
0: do you have cli- like early clients that you maybe only train because my early days as a trainer I, clients would stay with me for six months eight months maybe a year which is a, still considered a long time in big yeah. box gyms it was later on when I got good enough to where clients would stay with me for seven eight nine ten years right but in the early days it was much shorter but are there any clients that you remember early on that you still remember them and you'd love to like Run into them again i have a couple oh, that yeah. i just There's, I have yeah tom yeah. yeah he was one of the big really? one for
2: me yeah he was one of the main clients that really helped me kind of transition from 24-hour fitness to on my own and, and getting started in that whole Did business you still area. in contact with him i haven't talked to him in a long time yeah. i need to actually reach out i had to a client
0: it. wendy i'm not going to say her last name just in case but i trained her early on great client she was Training to get for her wedding, and then trained a little bit afterwards, and I lost contact with her. Yeah, and I've she,
1: actually remained in contact with, with quite a few, even to you didn't today. Have that many clients? That's, why. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's totally
1: what I, I is. actually had probably the least amount of clients out of the three of us. When you, you mean think total? Of, yeah, total number, because you got to remember, I was. Well, you you was, talked to like all of our clients. Well, yeah, to, I mean, if you count that by proxy, right? Yeah. I, I, I trained tons of people. If you go, if you count all the trainers who worked underneath me, oh, and trained people. Because when you're in management, you're not yeah, there. I was. I remember, I was only. Two years as a trainer before I moved into management. Well, I was a and then as a manager, you only manage or you only train so you many- You only like
2: two clients or so, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it depends on off. what
1: point in my career where
0: I trained, but never more than 10, you know, two to 10, two to 10. Mm-hmm. So for- Maybe it'd be pretty close because I was only a trainer for four months. Then I was a fitness manager for, I don't know, eight months, and then I became a general manager. And so I didn't train anybody- until I opened my studio, and then I trained clients. So yeah, it'd be pretty. I had close. so many clients; it was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, you oh, probably really? actually yeah. you probably trained the most. I probably yeah, because you honestly. were the you were a trainer, just a trainer, just longer a trainer, yeah. longer than the two of us for sure. Mm. Yeah,
2: and my whole livelihood was like how many I could get or like keep servicing, and obviously you know I had a few. I probably had like I want to say eight like lifers that have been with me since the very beginning never left and then it was that was a hard kind of you know conversation once we started doing this but yeah i was always this like constant like how do i market myself like how do i get in front of people and Technically, you're probably people. the better trainer of the three of us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree with that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the
1: best.
2: Yeah. You know, that's
1: the what best his wife thing. tells him. At you least. know what? <laughs> exactly. yeah, you the best, honey.
0: Come you know, on. No matter yeah. what those two assholes Some, say. You know what? I have a, two, I need positive reinforcement. Two of my most, uh, I guess, impactful success stories were two people who became trainers themselves full time. So that, they hired yeah, that's me. awesome. And they had no interest in, they were not fitness fanatics. They just wanted to work out like everybody else. And then they ended up becoming, one was a kid. One was a kid that actually started working with me because he was insecure in school and his parents hired him. Hired me to train him. Yeah. And he built so much confidence, he became a trainer, later on became a manager, did his own thing. And then another one was when I opened my studio, uh, her name is Nicole, she was the first client that hired me. And then later on became a trainer in my facility and then, you know, doing it on her own now yeah. those those two always stand out because yeah, those are cool became, stories
1: i had a client that was actually i got her in the best shape of her life she was uh post breast cancer got her in the best shape of her life at 50 convinced her to do a b- bikini show totally something she never would have done did the bikini show after that told her that she has what it takes to be a trainer got her to get certified she got certified later on her and i went into business together well, so well. the boot camp business that I've talked about on the show before, we actually were partners in that, in that the original business that I started, I uh, did that for a couple of years with her.
0: That's great. Mm-hmm. Speaking of partnerships, uh, and you know, people ask, sometimes ask business questions and say, you know, how do you find the right partner in mm-hmm. business? It's, I think you should pick your partner. Like you'd pick your spouse. That's literally like how important it is that you pick the right partner. Partner it is a relationship it, at the end of the day because you can be friend. I don't know. If it, did it work out? Well, obviously, you're not working with her anymore. But you know, I know for me, I've had partners <coughs> before, and it's I've it's had a not lot of. I've had
1: quite a few partners actually. I've had quite a few partners, um, and I'd say fifty fifty on um, having a relationship still with him after it ended. Mm-hmm. So out of the, half of them bad, That's true, yeah. yeah. Half of them bad. bad the other half just didn't wasn't the right time. Like for example, I was in business with a trainer that Justin knows. Uh, we worked with Ronnie. Um, he we were at a place where he wanted to go in the direction of franchising, and I did not want to do a franchise. I'd rather build it myself. And uh, we agreed to basically disagree on that and say, okay, well, you go off and go do your franchise thing. I'll continue mm-hmm. doing building what I want to build and. No hard feelings. It was just we we split went different ways. So we've been still friends. I would consider us, but then I've had other ones where,
2: yeah. you
1: know, there's a sour taste in my mouth about yeah. how it ended and stuff. <clears throat> it's I think God, you can almost make the case that it's harder than marriage. <laughs> it's just because there's money involved mm-hmm. and the the failure. Like it's our it's okay businesses fail more than marriages do. That's true. Okay, so business. So you're getting into a relationship that has a much higher chance of failure in the first place, right. and then I think it carries all the same important things qualities as far as having to be able to the synergy right so if you you have to have that type of synergy you
2: have to want to make it work too when you don't like that yeah. person and you're like you know, it's like I'm not married to you so I can always bounce right yeah. so
1: yeah I, I would make the case that it's we don't have sex i mean yeah <laughs> what kind of and that's like you know, here, you know makeup sex saves lots of marriages you know what i'm saying yeah. like so we can't you
3: we don't can't get do that that. business <laughs> how do we <laughs> replicate if that it's bad
0: it's bad for a while for us you know what i'm saying <laughs> 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 it's like have, we yeah adam calls a meeting hey guys uh, it's been a rough week. I know but, it's been a lot of yelling. Uh, these starts taking clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. This has worked in my no. in my relationship, so I just have yeah. a proposition for We're you. We're not guys. doing that here. Let's let's uh, let's end up seeing what happened, dude.
2: Have you guys uh, acquired this new superpower of when you get old? What is uh, it like? So my joints can predict the weather.
0: Oh, you got one of those, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. My ankle has just been talking to me uh, as of late, and every time it talks to me.
0: Ooh, hey, we got rain. The rains coming. Yeah, is that why I saw you walking funny? Yeah, you were doing I was, this yeah, weird marching.
2: I know. I was, I was trying to get like some response from my ankle, and like so, I'll just start like stomping my foot, you know, and trying to get things like to. To grab on again and and get do some you think connection,
0: you are? an old washing machine. Oh, just, <laughs> just if you hit it, it, it'll start working again. Just gotta kickstart it now. Like, <laughs> you know I,
2: do I have to wear new shoes? Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure this out because I do mobility, I do all the things.
0: Besides all that, um, put the Juve light on it.
2: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Great. idea. I always like, again, this is another one of those things where uh, it's there and I got to figure out a way to like consistently put it in front for the,
0: of for the joint pain.
2: Yeah, dude. What's uh, the, the theory on that?
1: Why, oh, it reduces
0: inflammation. It... And it, so because it, okay. So the, the, the way that some of the red light uh, rays work, they actually penetrate pretty deep. So if it's a joint that's like the ankle, right? There's thin skin. There's not a lot of fat. I know he's got cankles, but they're pretty lean. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. waiting to find oh, the jab. Wow, there it is. cankles. I was waiting. <laughs> yes. No, but the red light will go far enough to get the mitochondria to produce more ATP and to reduce inflammation. So I did it on my, uh, I, don't, I think this one's called golfer's elbow when it's on the inside. Mm-hmm. It actually helped. Now I combined it with stretching and everything else, <laughs> yeah. but it sped up the process and I would just put the light on it every single day. Oh interesting I haven't well, I haven't thought to that. use it like that Well that's why that's how the guy the isn't the NFL using them that way for recovery, yeah, I mainly for Yeah, but I'm thinking
1: more like ligament, though, like a torn ligament and the recovery of that because it speeds up the, the regeneration of the, the mitochondria, process. right? Yep. Yeah. So that's that makes sense to me. But I was yep. when you refer to it for with like a joint issue, that's where I was kind of lost on yeah, the angle yeah. you're going. But I, I get it for the inflammatory. Yeah, so, I so I, I've
0: gotten um, DMs from people who use it for neck pain in particular. So they'll put it on their oh, neck. Oh, Interesting. huh. And they'll notice that it, it you know, it helps. The biggest, pro- most profound change. It's magical, dude. I don't,
2: I don't even know how
0: you can explain the science of it. It's weird. The skin yeah. part is pretty remarkable. When Jessica uses it regularly, it's actually profound. Like within a couple weeks, it looks very different. You just have to use it regularly. That's the only thing. You can't do it like once. Yeah. And, and then you know, like speaking
1: gonna... of DMs, I have a DM that I'd like to read to you both right uh, now. You oh, why just, are you uh, Exactly. I, the... I just, you know, Hold you, on, let me guess. you just bought me to go. Hey, oh, let me guess. Right.
0: Adam, you're the best host. Oh, no, Please. no, no,
1: no, no. no. <laughs> I don't share you those. With, there's to too many of those for me to share on the podcast. Come on. Okay. No, the reason why I'm going to share this one, because this is the second AI kid that's going through school. For artificial intelligence, this guy has his masters in the in that. Because they're
2: students, and they can't really figure it hey, out yet. Hey,
1: hey, yeah. okay. So shout out to Stephen Williams. He is the second student that has reached out to me to shit on uh, your theory uh, and argue. <laughs> so with the ratio me. is
0: what two to five. There we go. So oh much? yeah,
1: but you get some regular ass like kid who's just DMing you like plastic bro, robot arms. And be like, oh yeah, show Adam this, bro. Elon Musk. I've got messages. the students that are actually going through artificial intelligence right now. So listen, you've seen it. Hi Adam, I love the podcast. I've enjoyed you and Sal disagreeing about the robot hype recently. I'm currently studying artificial intelligence as a master's student. Thought you may be interested to know that we are a lot further away from intelligent robots than you would think. In fact, I'm not convinced we can see functional robots within our lifetime." Artificial intelligence is an excellent at solving very specific problems but lacks common sense or versatility. It would take far too long a message to fully explain why. However, you might want to tell Sal to calm down with his hype. A few examples of the limitations. Imagine you were out with your robot and you drop your wallet. Somebody asked you if you lost your wallet and you tap your pocket to check. Your robot would not have a clue why you tapped your wallet. This is a big issue as it means without implicit instruction instructions, robots or AI systems are unable to make decisions from a very basic common sense. This is very similar to what the other student was talking about, if it had a scratch well, on the plate. I, let's go back to our pre
2: qualifiers. Thank you. Because okay, I knew he would do this. He just changed yes, the context. He just changed of the context. Of it. So, it has to be able to wash
0: now a dirty be, dish and oh, put it in the dishwasher. That's it. That's it. That's that's it. it. Okay. I'm not talking about self-aware and that's programming it, though. Yeah, but yeah, versus it no, having it's to have not. AI. That's the
1: problem because it won't know the difference. And that's what the other student was talking about. It won't know right. the difference between a scratch or dirt on the plate. It'll keep trying to keep it clean or Unless a you
2: program that in, but that takes a lot of programming, which is a couple years. You know,
0: and all the variables. Away, you gotta yeah. think you have Listen, dirt that runs this way, you can't program them it in. It's not gonna be a robot that's self aware, singularity style. It's gonna clean a dish like your dishwasher will. So that means one out of every fifty. The truth is, is that have a bit something of as,
1: as, as what you guys think is dumb and simple as doing the dishes requires more common sense than actually landing on the moon. That is more technical and precise and can be programmed where something like washing a dish, knowing if is it dirty, is that food, is that paint, that takes common sense, which the AI lacks there. And your guys' argument has been my argument. Is people y- keep trying to sh- sh- send you guys bullshit. These are just random people. <laughs> the two people that I've had that have messaged me these long, old messages regarding this, oh, both MIT are students. in school yes. for artificial intelligence. Oh, Again, but good. they're students. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. so it's all confusing. Hey. You hey, know, if, like when you're yeah. in school. I wish there was like a little little like emoji or something of like Adam like digging a <laughs> Me yeah. digging. You know, hey, you are when, digging. Hey, when when the robot is washing dishes, <laughs> it's a basic robot that washes your dishes and puts it away. Before uh, commercial flights to the moon are happening, we are going to take all your okay, argument. So the prequalifiers for that is they're literally yes.
2: taking a common person uh, like you would
0: take a, a flight Do, to Europe. It's, it's going right? to be a montage video of all of all these things that you've said with music in the background. <laughs> it's going to be so great. I don't know. Well, I like it. It's, it's a well, good. Uh, according to my
1: artificial intelligence students that are going through this stuff, it might not happen race. in our lifetime for your argument. So I don't know if mine's going to happen either, so we'll never hey, have this montage going on. Hey, <laughs> we'll
0: continue with their grandkids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, make sure I win uh, the bet. i will uh, die. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, so. yeah. I just, anyway.
1: I don't, I, I think that it's... Uh, it, as simple as it may seem, it's a lot more complex because of the that's, common yeah, sense that's every, that's Yeah, all, that's all it's, AI stuff. It's yeah, just, and that's like... The, that's speaking, why we,
0: we haven't seen them take over like on any industry yet. Speaking of AI, so I read this very fascinating article. There's these... I can't remember who it was, but it was a pretty high-ranking scientist who wrote this kind of letter warning uh, companies and saying, look, we're going to get to the point where AI algorithms are going to be able to hack humans. Okay, so hear me out. Right, they're going to be able to. They're going to be able to read all. They're going to know all the decisions you make online. They're going to know uh, how your you body. Like, what you don't like, if you're sweating. Yes, if you're Yes, how your body physically reacts, things that you're not even aware of, to things that you see, articles that you read, things that you do. It'll know how to trigger certain emotions in you. It'll know you better That's than you yourself. Why the camera's been on this
2: whole time? The right, two-way camera. It's been looking at
1: you.
0: Right, so it's going to hack you so well that it's going to manipulate you and you're totally going to deny that you're being manipulated or that it's even having control over it.
1: Give me an example of what you're saying right now. Okay, so
0: an example would be this, right? So, and this is kind of a silly example, but it's- Like all your tells? Well, so it's like this, right? Um, Hyper palatable food, right? We've engineered food to be so hyper palatable that that obesity is now so common that a majority of people are obese, even though we know we're killing ourselves because what we've done with this food- is we've essentially hacked our systems and people can't help themselves or it's like drugs, right? Drugs can be so appealing that it just, you know, your willpower and discipline doesn't Necessarily help. So what you. are you
1: saying that there they'll be like an alert? So like my this this AI will be able to go like Adam, you're overeating, you're overeating, and, and give you no. a, a warning. That, no like- AI
0: will will be able to read and trigger you so effectively through many different means that it will be able to hack you to the point where it'll get you to do, do what it manipulate wants. you. Yeah,
1: it'll make you. I it know, could, I'm still looking for the example. What it, give me an example of what you're let's saying? Let's say
0: it right wants now. you to buy a product or a political party wants you to be upset. Okay, or so how
1: how would it go about doing that? Though? It,
0: it knows what you like. Like what triggers you? The it'll things find, that you like, read, an
2: image or something for you to look at.
0: Things that cause yeah. your your pulse to speed up or slow down. Your pupils. It knows how the human brain works, so it'll 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 put all these things together so perfectly that you'll be manipulated. So you'll you'll read an article, and and it's a combination of things. Here's something. See something. See a different color. It'll hack your systems to the point where you're going to be like, man, I'm just. Pissed. We need to do this. Not realizing that there was AI. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is if you're on social media and it
1: presents a series of articles, videos, pictures that puts you in a certain state of mind that makes you 80% more likely to buy a
2: certain thing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only
1: thing I can see it. Like right. That's, I, don't, I don't see any other thing. But that, think of it to the
0: next surface, level. It'll
2: always be consumer driven.
0: Right? Yeah. Like so to think to of it to push the, push the next level. Products. Right. So think of it this way. And Matt, so they're pretty good at it. Right. So they know that they can, if they, if you're on social media often, they could probably get you to move in a direction, you know, let's say 70% of the time. Take that to the next level you know, maybe it's a song that they could throw on top of it and it's a color and it's the way that it's presented and the speed that it's presented and the article that follows it up huh. by hacking into your, your emotions and your physical body. I mean, we're kind of already doing that. With you're the right. Way we advertise. It's been a grand experiment. Yeah. Yeah. On social media. But this guy's saying, a big part of that. this guy's saying that AI will get so good at it that we're going to literally get hacked. Mm-hmm. That will totally get hacked. So which one of you
1: guys looked more hmm. into, I've, I figured the out of the three of us, it would be more likely you two than me looked more into the Facebook meta, meta thing. Oh, yeah, I read yeah. I read a bunch on that. So what is, what, is, it, what, is it like what we've talked about or speculated yeah. as far as like this living in this virtual word, the unplugged plug thing I've been saying yeah, forever? So, is it like going to be like that? Yeah, is so that- the
0: example was that we spend, like even now today, we probably spend you know 30 or 40% of our time um, interacting with humans online, whereas before it was never, right? You never interacted with humans digitally. It was always in person, uh, over the phone maybe, and that's about it. Now it's like, you know, 40% of the time. And it's getting to the point where the younger generations are more concerned about their appearance.
2: Right. Their avatar that they're going to mold and and make uh, unique in terms of like how they're going to personalize.
0: Yeah. So the metaverse essentially will be where you'll do everything that way. Almost all your interactions with other people will be online. Whether you're going to the gym and it's virtual, and mm-hmm. or you're going to the store and you're picking out items, you're talking with people, and so that avatar, that whole situation is going to be how you spend most of your time, and that's what they're essentially talking about. So wow. yeah. I know but that's going to be weird. Well, and yeah, because really
2: they they've been speculating on what they're going to do. Because when they acquired Oculus a long time ago, I was paying attention. I'm like, I wonder how they're going to use this for games, or like they're going to throw this in the platform somehow, but. You know, I'm sure he's using that platform now to kind of create this whole virtual way mm-hmm. of, of conducting business, and you know, it being its own like mm-hmm. uh, commerce. It's only going
1: to be weird for us old fuddy duddies. Everybody else is going. <laughs> They're
2: already doing or, it. Really, yeah, yeah,
1: like your kids are already getting closer and closer to that, right? So it's not going to be that weird for them. Well, well I stand actually by probably-
2: this, dude. Like I've I've said this before, but like uh, what you know, sort of the Sims and World of Warcraft and all this kind of stuff, like, I swear to God, it's already, like, now. Like, the reality is becoming what that was, you know, in terms of them being able to create themselves, tell like, have everybody, you know, call them whatever they want. Like, it's just, you just make up, you know, your character.
0: Well, like, you look at my kids, right? My my son's 16, and now he's starting to go out and meet up with friends, but still, if you add up the time that he spends with friends in person versus the time that he spends with friends online it's still it's it's still mostly online if you compare the two the two and that's quite common i was talking to him the other day about like cars and i was like hey what kind of cars are you you know he's a 16 year old boy what kind of cars are you and your friends into he's like ah, you know we kind of don't really don't care and you look this up and you see that and, and this is there's a point to this you see that kids are getting their driver's licenses later and later, really don't have interest in that because it doesn't mean the same thing. as When we when we were kids, getting your license and having a car meant you could it's be freedom. with your friends. Yeah, you're, you got access.
1: I, yes and no, right? Like, the, I, I think more what plays a bigger factor in that is that uh, owning a car is expensive. A car, a car payment, gas, insurance. Uh, using an Uber five times in a week is not expensive, and it still allows you the same freedom. F- 15
0: so, and 16-year-olds ain't using Uber. You have to be eighteen. What? Yeah, you can't call Uber if you're sixteen and get on Uber. Yeah. Who told you that? You can't. Doug. Yeah. Look. Look. <laughs> I hey. think Sam so, might be right. Yeah. Your 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 daughter doesn't use Uber. No. no. Yeah, you can't use Uber unless you're eighteen. What? Yeah. I have yeah. never even heard that. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Now, I mean, it, it, I've never. Or you tried can't it, open so an account with a credit card on it. At, it You have to be present with if, an adult to in order to use it. Yeah.
1: I have never
3: heard that mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, anyone under age of eighteen, they will not pick up. No. Wow. Yeah, it's too much of a liability. Yeah, it is a liability. But listen
0: here's the deal though. They're not even if they could, they're they're online. They're they're playing games with each other in their headsets. They're talking. It's all virtual. And getting a car is like not that big of a deal, or getting your license is not big of a deal because oh, I I hang out with my friends at night when we put my headset on and we Mm -hmm. talk to each other and I see his image or you know, and this is just how. That's it why is. I
1: don't think it'll be that big of a leap, though, too, for them to be plugged in completely. Yeah, I know. It'll look very appealing to them because yeah. it, it's going to be cool for them. Where us will be like, dude, you're just you're getting more sucked into
0: that. So I know, right? Awesome. I know. I watched that movie. It reminds me the I, I just watched Free Guy finally. Oh, oh you good. did! Great what a movie! Huh? What a smart movie! Yeah, yeah. That very, was a, very intelligent. Fun made. one. Yeah, yeah it was. really fun, funny, smartly made. You know, intelligently made. Yeah, yeah I like that. I one. thought it was it was a cool. Yeah, I watched it with my daughter. She thought it was Blue you know, Shirt Guy. Too. I like the. <laughs> the jacked version of him, that, uh, <laughs> hell, all juiced up, all juiced to the gills. I know it's pretty yeah. funny. Anyways, uh, so what's this rumor that I heard? Have you guys heard about? Except, so President Biden went to visit the Pope at the Vatican. Oh god, you talking about? Is this real? Did he really shit his pants? That's that's the rumor, dude. That's Apparently, not, it sounds like he's getting yeah. trolled right now. It Nobody, he like didn't really
1: shit his pants. Come on, listen. I mean, uh, who knows?
2: It's, it's been getting worse though. His speeches have been getting worse and worse. It just seems like he's unbelievable. I, I you know, like I, don't, I hate
1: talking about that type of stuff. He's dude. early stage. Well, I of don't dementia. either. Because like, it, you're, you're no better than the people who were just three years ago that hung on everything that Trump did. Well, you know did saying? you see? Like, the, talk about his policies and the shit he's not doing. Sure. Like, his but dementia, did you watch, shitting his pants. Like, that's all. Well, no, dementia is legit. Look, here's no, the deal. If you watch, the guy,
0: you watch no. the guy, he's got early stages. especially if you knew him. Before he's been in politics for so long, it doesn't he matter, he's before. not making any decisions, anyways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's not Sorry. making any of the decisions, Did they just, never are. You know, what I'm saying it's a there's a bunch of people that are pulling strings that are doing stuff, so that's true. I don't like getting all cut, that's identity politics, yeah. you know that but, better than well. Anybody.
0: Uh, no, that's not identity, that's literally saying you're uh, your commander in chief. Might not be a sound is, is mind. He's incapable. Did you see him at the climate change meeting or talks or whatever? No. And he's like sitting there. and He's <sighs> starts falling asleep while he's uh, while while he's listening. I, really can't bad, anymore, yeah, I can't consume anymore, dude. I can't.
1: I can't consume pay anymore. He anymore. Is, he's the president now, so I'm I'm rooting for him to be better as much as I possibly uh, can. And it's poor guy. A, it's sad, but it's like, dude, uh, uh, that stuff sucks so much energy from you. And I've seen so many so many of my family members and close friends in the last three to four years. Like, yeah. I've never seen so much. Division division over uh, the political climate illness everywhere. everywhere dude Oscar. never
0: hey speaking of uh division did you hear about uh, so michael myers from halloween did you hear about yes. the whole thing? <laughs> no i <mean>. haven't
1: <laughs> so chris he, delia did a little spoof on this you he, haven't seen this yet
0: Nah. there were some people that were saying that there was he, articles written about it homophobic because he killed the, a gay couple on the, the gay newest gay couple couple
1: halloween on the last one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, he kills everybody That's, I know. equally. I know. That's the funny part. Yeah. That's the funny part. If anything, he's yeah. not like yeah, being inclusive
0: now. That's come on. What's
2: up? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like everybody's on
0: chopping. It, yeah. it, it, it cracks me up that people get up okay. in arms. Now, when he's a murder. He's like he kills. People. Yeah, but here's like, a here's, a a,
1: here's the challenge, okay? So I, I, I right away, my other side of my brain goes, okay, this is great marketing. So if you are you are the makers uh, of Halloween, okay and that you have a hopefully a blockbuster outrage film going wins out again. yeah and we know that this goes viral faster than anything to make this stupid fake outrage stuff i wouldn't be surprised if it's them who leaked the story to start with
0: well or or it's five
1: so
2: people on twitter
1: yeah Exactly. And they get shared because it's right. ridiculous. one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, either one, yeah. they stage the story themselves. So people just start talking about how ridiculous that's and the stupid it is.
2: point. It's always like, they don't want this. To, and it's like, who's they? You know? Yeah. And then you go back and it's it's literally like a group. And you don't even know if they're foreign actors or they even live here. That's why I'm States. so careful
1: now to jump on some, anything like that that's like, get you, your blood boiling I or know. get all like emotional about it. It's like, you know what? Like, yeah, dude. Don't be fooled if it's the actual people that, <laughs> that you think you're supporting by. Fighting over that actually put out that negative well, news just it's to get like you the, talking about it. it. It's like the
0: protest yeah. that happened at Netflix over Chappelle. It was like a dozen people. Yeah. You know that, right? Right. There was like a dozen people there. So it really wasn't that big of a deal, but it made so much news yeah. that it makes you think that it's a really big deal.
1: You know what? Speaking of, here's, you have to be that way with like everything now. It's crazy. Yeah. You sent over an article uh, this morning, yesterday. was it well, I morning? screwed
2: up with Disney. Uh,
0: I'll admit that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that no, was no, a bad they one. did not buy Pornhub. They heard, did not buy Pornhub. <laughs> <but, laughs> hey. <laughs> No, real like, quick. Over sorry there. about that. Well, you- real quick, Adam, because he said Disney. Did you see that they shut down in Shanghai and quarantined like 34,000 people because of one COVID case? You guys see this? What? Whoa. So Disneyland in China, in Shanghai, there was one COVID case, 34,000 people quarantined. They have to stay in their hotel rooms for two weeks for one Case of COVID. Dang. Wow, crazy, right? Massive, yeah, that's a lot over one thing. That's well, pretty insane. Right, right. Anyway, so I want to hear what you say about. The no, third, no. Oh, this so
1: I. So I wanted you first to share because one of the when I'm like I I read a lot of stuff right now, um related to like, uh, real estate and the market and what's going and mm. I, do my best of actually following. Uh, People that are on both sides, people that think that the the sky is going to fall on us anytime soon, or we're going to, you know, the bottom's going to fall out. And then the other people that think that trees will grow to the sky, Mm -hmm. right? So I, I do both so I can get kind of a balance. And I saw you sent over an article this morning that I had already read like two days before. In fact, I sent it to Doug on, was it Friday night? I sent that to you? Friday or Saturday night when I sent you that article about the Zillow?
3: Oh yeah, I saw that. So,
1: so I, I had sent it over to Doug already and Doug was like, you can see like, oh my God, or what that was like, yeah. calm down. And I was like...
0: No, you know what's interesting about that? So basically what it says is that Zillow is, they had this operation where they were buying properties and then flipping them at a, a Well,
1: the headline says Zillow sells off 93% yes. of its properties for a 5 to 15% yeah. loss than what they, they So bought.
0: it makes you think, oh my God, the market's crashing. Yes. But really what it is is that they were testing out this algorithm yes. that could find the best houses to buy and flip Hmm. and they, they just went into it hard and apparently the algorithm didn't work. Well, so,
1: so what it is is that, okay, so Zillow is one of the uh, largest uh, home buyers in the United States. Right. So they are buying homes like in the hundreds. So imagine, uh, I mean, you guys know what it takes just to, to sign the deal for one house, the process, the headaches, all those yeah. things you have to go through. Imagine doing that on a scale of hundreds, like the, the amount of systems that you would need in place just to be able to do that. Well, one of the things is they had software that would predict where this based off of where the housing market was, where it's going. And so they needed to, and because it's so competitive right now, which we've dealt with this before, losing all these deals, they need to, they need to get past all that bullshit. And so they knew, oh, we could overbid on and all these, all these houses. And it's, again, yeah, get it now, save three to four weeks on haggling back and forth, losing possible deals. We know we'll make it up when we put $20,000 in construction, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Well, what ends up happening is that they were so aggressive on all those deals that they won all their deals and instantly get flooded with two, three hundred. Properties that they didn't necessarily all want, all at overpriced on, on a market that's kind of starting to slow down to flatten a little bit, mm. and so they're selling. They're selling off a bunch of these, and they're selling off as a loss. So you have some of the people that think the sky is falling, going like, "Oh my God, Zillow, one of the biggest uh, wow. real estate buyers, is selling off hundreds of homes. They're actually selling them off for a loss. They see the writing on the wall that this is the crash is coming, and right. they're they're like, willing well, that's to take some
2: indication of yeah. Uh, to come. But
1: the truth is, they're worth they're, they're worth a billion billions of dollars yeah. and. Losing a few hundred thousand dollars is a speed bump yeah. for them. The, to, apparently,
0: this is a, something that they've had in place since 2018. Yeah, and what it, what I read was is they had this algorithm that they put together that was supposed to, you know, according to them, accurately predict the best house and the price they could pay and how much they could make. So essentially, they were trying to hack real estate investment. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't pan out. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: what, no what didn't pan out was they actually they they won all the offers. Because they went so – the, the algorithm was so aggressive and they started overbidding. And what was happening in this this run right now is you've had people – you know, some, a lot of these people are putting their houses up. And this is what we kind of seen right now in the last – like if you pay attention to real estate in the last six months or so, is there's been this kind of what people think are flattening or we're starting to see the go down. And a lot of that's not. Like every realtor in all, all the states that I talk to people, they're like – All it is is that everybody was making so much money in the last two years that you started getting people, they put their house up like, well, my house is only worth 1.5, but let's throw it up there for 1.7, see what happens. So everyone started just way overpricing their houses. And then you have a computer that's just supposed to read and predict all the numbers that it's seeing. And then it goes, oh, let's overbid all that. And so they got stuck with all these homes that they way overpaid in a short period this, of time. So
0: th- this reminds me of how forever people have been trying to put together an algorithm that predicts the stock market. Because if, if you can find an actual formula that will predict... You know, investments that way. You're the sky's the limit. You're, you're, you're a, Biff from back to the future. You're a trillionaire. The right? problem with that is
1: that both those markets are are dependent on people's emotions. Correct. And so trying to
0: predict that in
1: mass. It's impossible. Good luck. Yeah, you could be great. And and you know, both stocks and real estate, you can be very uh, calculated to minimize your risk. But
0: lots of things don't make sense. But
1: none of yeah, a lot of times it just doesn't make sense. Like even like something like this, that's why I wanted to talk about the Zillow thing, because that Zillow thing could actually trigger a bunch of people to get scared. Mm-hmm. Forget that it's based in any real logic of what's really happening yep. in the market, but it's enough for people to go like, oh my God, biggest people, they see it's happening and then, oh, and everyone's pumps the yeah. brakes, but a lot of people at one time pumping their brakes could
0: cause the dip. Now, there are ways that you could theoretically game a market. Like Zillow's got enough purchasing power to where they could go into a market and make make everybody think that the market's going up and then flip their houses, but that would be illegal, right? You've seen that in the stock. Well, forever we've seen that in the stock market. With so I, think they, pump already, dump and stock I think they actually already do that and get
1: away with it a little bit. You'll see like, and I think Zillow and Redfin or some of these, the, that they both are like this, where they might own 70 of the 200 homes in a in a small kind of rural area. And so easily- they can manipulate the rents and the housing. And I don't know how much of it is technically illegal. That yeah, I was going to
2: say, how legal is that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you would think it would be illegal, but I also right. don't know how they, that they- they Interesting. They, like just think Annapolis. about that. You, let's say you go into like a growing town, right? So let's say like Fort Worth, right? So you go into Fort Worth, let's just say, just these are five hypothetical numbers. Don't try and hold me to this exactly. Way. Say there's 500 homes in this kind of suburb right, or yeah. whatever. That's a growing suburb. And pretend you're Zill or Redfin. And, and of the 500, you control 200 is, uh, of those homes, which they have- the power to do something like that and then what's to stop them from inching up on all two or of the houses a hundred dollars of rent on yeah. on all of them and unless you're in a state that has rent control they could legally do that and that's happened so that's happening i think with both redfin and zillow in some of these areas where they they kind of dominate uh, a neighborhood that's really interesting i know
0: man. yeah all right so i wanted to bring something to you adam because i thought it was absolutely harris so, so mm. previous episode i had uh on youtube i had asked people to try to guess what your terrible idea oh, was. God, oh, okay. God. Okay, which I'm not going to reveal, because <laughs> his idea crazy. is so bad that <laughs> yeah. I can't even say it. Do okay. people get yeah. such FOMO about but, this forever? But dude? you know what's funny? I read the comments, and the majority of the bad ideas that they thought mm. were... One of them was, Adam wanted you guys to get to smoke yeah. weed or drink alcohol but, before the podcast. <laughs> like, we've done that. <laughs> Do they forget? Okay, this yeah. is how I know we have a lot of new listeners on YouTube, yeah. because... That's what we did for the first year, at least, <laughs> yeah. of the podcast. There was no convincing that. The constant button just... It was on air. It wasn't even before the podcast. It would be on air when we do that. And you can hear it in the podcast, yeah. by the way. But oh, I was reading those comments, and I was... I, a lot of people dying. were asking, uh, or someone made comments about
1: um, my voice really changing. And uh, I thought maybe it was like raspy because of the, the smoking and doing so of that. And I forgot, Doug reminded me. He's like, don't you remember? You used to come straight over from Orange Theory where you horse. were yell- yeah, yelling in a class for like four hours. And I was like, oh, that's your why. Your voice would crack a lot. Yeah, it's it that, yeah. right. It would crack and it was that. all raspy. Four and more. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, I forgot Bryn all up. about that. But, like, dude, your voice, hell, changed. Feel the burden. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: keep running aimlessly.
0: He <laughs> <jumped. laughs> Order.
1: Yeah, show up in his trainer
0: yeah. outfit. All right, guys, I'm ready to podcast. All right, whoa, well, man,
1: you've been screaming. What's Dang, dude, you're all energetic. Did you uh, Did you guys see the the big acquisition that just happened with um, um, Body Armor? oh um, wait a minute so yeah,
0: yeah. uh wasn't it, who bought them was it was it a nike
1: no
2: it was a big deal it was right? a big company yeah it, right? it, was, it was actually like the
1: largest acquisition ever at 5.6 billion oh, dollars when's the last time coca-cola
2: you heard of body art like i know that they existed when so i saw you, them but i'm like i've never did seen you them know either. that kobe bryant was one
1: of the first early investors shut in all that? your face so his his uh, how much is he gonna make his 400 estate? million Wow. wow. So it just sold at $5.6 to Coca-Cola. Wow. Um, and that's that whole Gatorade market. So Gatorade yeah. and, and, and uh, Under Armour is not even the biggest player of the all the energy drinks, right? You have Gatorade. And what's the other big one that I, I can't think of the name Powerade. right now? Yeah, uh, yeah, Powerade, right? So Powerade, but is that it's Om- body armor, not Under Armour? Yeah, yeah, it's it's bo- right. Body armor is the drink. Yeah, am I saying that right? Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's body armor. You've seen it before. It's like the red and black label. Yeah, Five no, it's billion? but but I mean, I've seen 6, it anywhere. I didn't
2: even know it was popular.
0: Like, 5, where I, I know me too. Hey, Five point six billion. That market's interesting. It's that's, that's why I mean, it's I, mean, very, I mean a lot of people don't know this, but we you know we invested in LMNT. Yeah, we think that they're going to start a product. Yeah, we think that they're <laughs> well. Gonna... It is. It
1: is a. It's a better product in a space where obviously there's lots of room and it's for... palatable.
0: That's what sells, by the way. I, sports drinks. It's
1: tastes better. It's more. It's superior it's sugar. And they've got and it. Right they're getting it in the hands of and once it starts getting in the professional athletes, which it's, that's where it's at right now. You'll see. Yeah. So it's it's exciting. Yeah. No, I thought you guys would really like that. Yeah. That's no, interesting. Since that's in a similar 400,
0: space. Four hundred. So I, I guess we could do the math. If it's five billion and you got four hundred million, what does that mean? What What was his so he investment?
1: had a, is that about a million, Doug. Let's see if you could do that. we had about a million invested in it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that would. Well, you saw Pathwater got into uh, Whole Foods. Yeah, right? that's right. It was, yes, it
1: was that's another big one. That's mm-hmm. really Good. cool. Another, another.
0: Did
3: you get that of... math, Doug? I did not get it.
1: Uh, uh, come on, hey, listen, uh, we,
2: threw, we threw it too fast. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we we're drilling this early this morning. What happened, man? <laughs> yeah, math problems. Yeah, no, I thought that was I thought that was pretty exciting. I Come do on. have to throw out there though, I was driving oh, back from this. Paso Robles and, and got to listen to all of the Jewel episode that I heard that was Rogan. amazing, like literally the best podcast I've, I've listened to. Really? Yeah, and it's mainly it, obviously because has an insane story, and and she's just such a positive force. Like, it she she does all this stuff for. Uh, depression anxiety like and has like really actionable steps um to you know to 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 sort of take over and take charge of your life again and and very inspirational but like her story is so insane takes you through so many twists and turns and you know, her rise to success and then I would the, you know you're I like the that. people that that came after her and like family members that stole it. You're like, like the fourth or fifth person that I've it, heard said it was like the best
1: podcast. And she's ever. so
2: articulate. I had, I had no idea. Like she's like so well spoken. Um and honestly it was it was a ride. The whole episode was amazing. You ever wow. listen
0: you ever watch her Yodeling videos when she was uh younger? No, but I mean, I've been a
2: fan. Like I crazy. enjoy her music just because I know, she, you know, she sounds like a legit, crazy artist. talented. But yeah, crazy, she's, crazy. She's talented. always had. It. But then she disappeared, right? Uh, she just. She, well, yeah, when the, she gets into that too, how like I mean, she was making, uh, selling a million um, uh, albums, but back when you had CD sales and all yeah. that, a million albums a month wow. for an entire year.
0: Wow. Which,
2: you know, like really some of those for like 15 to like 20 yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah. You I know? like her. What's wow. one of her songs?
0: Come on, we Justin. We will save yourself.
1: I oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> she's
2: way, she's way <laughs> out of my range.
0: I wanted the name. I don't have, you didn't have to sing it. but I thanks. know
1: what I was thinking of that I wanted to bring up because we were talking real estate stuff. That's what was on my mind. Uh, uh, Mark Anderson buys uh, the most expensive house ever bought in in California, past Bezos. Bezos bought the one for $160-something million, something million, $177 million, Malibu what house. What the hell's in the house? Uh, it's on Malibu, dude, so it's the property more than anything else. Wow. So it's like probably a big chunk of land that's right on right on the beach or right on the face of water. That would the water. be so
0: weird to live in a a house like that. Well,
1: you know what's what crazy is at 177, maybe yeah. Doug can do this math for us cuz what's uh California property taxes is 1.56 or something like that Doug is that right oh, is how that's, much you going to
2: owe Yeah, like a <laughs> month like even
1: that's what people don't realize yeah, with something like that right you let's say you have Let's million. say someone gave it to you.
2: Yeah, you'd have to sell it. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't right. Like can't
1: say, like say it. someone bought it outright for you. You still have to pay the property tax on that thing. And property tax on 177
3: million. What's so the at least 1.7 million if it, at one percent?
1: Well, yeah, that would be at 1%, yeah, one percent at 1.7. Uh, it'd be more than that. I mean. yeah. yeah, so
3: probably 2.5.
0: So if someone gave you the house, like We better sell this real quick. I can't because like, your, your monthly
1: payment on property <laughs> tax would be closer to like twenty something thousand, Dude. probably more. That's rough off my head. 20000 $20, dollars a month. And so that, by the way, that's Mark Andreessen,
3: not oh, Mark Anderson. Oh, I thought Anderson. Anderson.
1: Mark Andreessen. What, what is he? <laughs> like a, fa- or he bought it from a fashion mogul dude, right? And I don't know what he's a, is he a VC? Yeah,
3: fashion mogul. Yeah, he was, I think he was started with, uh, was it Netscape? That was his first thing? I'm not sure. Oh, uh, he's an investor. Um, yeah, he's a VC guy. Yeah. But and he's, he's been around Silicon the... Valley for a long time.
1: yeah. And he he bought it. But the big news for it was because that's the the most expensive house ever sold in California before. It
0: would just feel strange to live in a house like that. I wouldn't feel, I don't know, it'd feel weird. Oh, it'd feel good. <laughs> no you <laughs> <laughs> feel real good yeah, you fucking it. feel real good kind about. of like kingly yeah. Yeah. where's the where's the kids in the you know in the east wing alright call them up real quick yeah. yeah, have them take an uber to get to the kitchen I mean you, have dinner. you would you would you have to have, a butler, have butler, a,
1: an insanely amount of money always coming in in order to
0: do that it would be hard yeah I mean, not you, just, mean, you
1: couldn't just be worth you need a hundred million people to help like free, you like manage the place exactly
0: it's not just property taxes what do you think his freaking gardener bill is right right and house cleaning and all that stuff like that yeah no all the those housekeeping expenses. is probably thousands of dollars a month just yeah. to have someone clean your toilets. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, constantly. Yeah, for yeah, no. good. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fascinating, though. Be cool for a minute, though. Hey, real quick. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Look, if you eat a lot of protein, you might have some digestive issues sometimes. This is quite common with a high-protein diet or just a high-calorie diet if you're on a bulk trying to speed up your metabolism. One thing that can help... digestive enzymes, but not any digestive enzymes. You want the best digestive enzymes. Now, we work with a company called Masszymes. These are digestive enzymes designed specifically for fitness people. I use them regularly. I'll take two capsules before my high-protein meals, and I notice better digestion and better assimilation, meaning I'm probably using the protein more effectively for the places that I want to use the protein for, my muscles. If you head over to masszymes.com, that's M A S S Z Y M E S dot com forward slash mind pump, uh, and use the code MIND PUMP20, that's mindpump PUMP20,
3: you can get 20% off your purchase. All right, here comes the rest of the show. Our first question is from C Greenwood32 What are your thoughts on the raised heel squat for quad development? Oh, I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. If you,
0: if you raise your heels by placing them on something like a, a block or you wear squat shoes or anything that raises the heel, but a stable, it increases knee flexion and extension and reduces the activation at the hip. So it's more quad focused than it is glute or hamstring focused. And in an extreme case, you do something like a, a sissy squat where you're actually mm-hmm. pushing the hips forward as you're doing this. But it's a great way to hit the quads. Like try doing a front squat with your heels elevated. Well, that's how we used to do. I mean, before, I mean, you're really the person that introduced me
2: to sissy squats. I didn't even know you know what those were but that's how we used to really try to like get more activation of the quads was to get our heels up on these blocks and then do front squats heavy loaded uh and we do that you know in programming for football as well justin's like i ain't doing anything that says sissy first i'll put my heels on
1: a block but i ain't doing yeah, an exercise yeah. called sissy yeah, anything yeah, that's right masculine
2: <laughs> squats
0: yeah. no it's, yeah i think it's you great. just
1: i think it's uh what's happened is uh, squat shoes have become trendy and so you see a lot of people wearing them to squat, thinking that that's the way you're supposed to squat. At least that's what I see in the gym. Like I see a lot of people that they're not wearing squat shoes because they're like, I'm trying to target my quads. They're like, this is what they we saw do.
2: Olympic lifters
0: using them. They thought wow. it was cool. and they brought it right. in and but, just squatted but so, with them. To be fair though, right? Squat shoes will raise the heel, but it's not gonna raise the heel as much as you would if you really like if you're doing a goblet squat with yeah. your heels elevated. You're going to elevate your heels more than you'll get in a, in a, yeah, you'll shoes. raise them higher. That, that's sure. just like trying to, to
2: compensate for the lack there. of uh, ankle mobility.
0: Yeah. That's a little more and you are getting more quad activation, but when you're elevating your heels, you want them to elevate a little more when you're doing like a, a heel ele- elevated goblet squat or a front squat with your heels elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's great. I think, you know, the, the quad targeting exercise that used to be super popular was a leg extension. There's a little bit of value to a leg extension. But it's not, it pales in comparison to doing some of these other exercises. Oh, especially
1: where, that. A sissy squat or like a goblet squat with heels elevated, you're going to get a, a much better quad pump than yeah. you will from Especially
0: like if you understand how to focus on the quads on the descent and at the top and really squeeze the quads. Like If you do a goblet squat with your heels elevated – with your feet relatively close together, and you really focus on the descent and feeling your quads, and then you come up and squeeze the the quads hard at the top, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, it fires. Maintain tension the whole you're, time. You yeah, you'll get a crazy, crazy. Not to quad mention, pump. it's
1: it's again, it's it's more functional than something like a leg extension. You know, and I know some people hate to hear that, like oh, the functional word. There's the yeah. functional word on everything. It's like you're more likely to be on a hill and have to squat down in the squatted position than you are to be in a seated position and ever have to kick your leg out. Right. I mean it's that simple. So getting strong in that position is not only probably better for quad development but also just overall movement and in just real life that there may come a time when I'm picking my toddler up and I'm on a hill <laughs> and I have the ability to do that with good strength and good control, you know.
3: Next question is from Justin Lee. What are your thoughts on Mike Menser's heavy duty training? Change oh, change
0: your life. Well, didn't it? It, it, it actually was uh <laughs> it was duty. a very Profound book for me, but it was uh, just generally in the whole muscle building world. So he's the intensity one, right? Is that right? Yeah. So a little background, right? Uh, So Mike Menser was a bodybuilder in the 70s, early 80s. um, And he was, you know, he never won Mr. Olympia, but he had a very um, commanding physique on stage, very smart, Mm kind of cerebral guy, very different. And during that time, the bodybuilding training was all about volume and frequency, and angles. Arnold dominated bodybuilding at the time, so everything was about 20-something sets per body part, double split routines. And Mike Mentzer comes out and says, no, in order to trigger muscle growth, you just need to do one all-out high-intensity set of weights or resistance training. Send the signal, leave it alone, right? And he got this from Arthur Jones. Arthur Jones was the inventor of Nautilus Equipment. You know the famous, uh, you know, experiment he did with Casey Viator that we've talked about uh, on the podcast, uh, and so Mike Mentzer employed some of these techniques and built a great physique. He just he took it too far. You know, on the one hand you have the volume is king. On the other hand you have no, it's all about intensity, mm-hmm. and they are inversely related, right? The harder you work out, the less volume you could do, and vice versa. But neither one of them is the full answer, and I I, I learned this through trial and error right. and through I even did this on my clients. I actually would have clients do heavy duty workouts because I because oh, I was going through the period of kind of like experimenting and you'll see them progress and then stop. Just like with almost any other well, viable training. That's course. That's the real
1: magic behind all of these books, all of these methods of training is that if you've never trained this way before and then you go do it, you may see incredible results like you've never seen before. But it's not mm-hmm. that method of training. Why? It's because the novelty of that. Mm-hmm. And if you go do that, forever and consistent, and then read a different book yep. that has competing type of theories or ideas around training, you're going to see incredible results again. And the, the, that was, th- it took me over a decade to piece that together, right? Because I was, I fell into that trap. you try of, something at work. Yeah, oh, high th- reps. Oh, it's, oh, low yeah. reps. Oh, it's going to failure. Oh, it's like, it's like, oh, maybe what it is is that I've been doing this all the time. And this is so different than that. So my body adapts and responds. Okay, now I've been doing that for a long long time. So damn near anything else, but that is going to show me. And so that's the real lesson is, and understanding human behavior, how we get caught into doing this trap of the same stuff all the time. Well, it definitely
2: ups the risk and the risk-reward, so it's sort of, um, you know, balance with that, and uh, you do see like success from that, but then there's that thin line of like, you know, now I'm flirting with like a risky, uh, you know, type of a method where you see this sort of resurface. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with those like ARX machines, Um, so it's like basically like a mechanized resistance, and so they try to like really like intensify one rep so you do each phase of the contraction they like add you know more Mm -hmm. to the strength curve uh within those so it's like basically it's like cables you're like pushing as hard as you can you're holding for as hard as you can and then you're coming back in in descent as hard as possible and so it's like the whole thing is like all intensity like short amount of reps but they're trying to sort of solve the, the 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 issue of it being such a riskier type of modality. Yep. But again, it 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 only lasts for so long, you know, before
0: we're gonna need to ex- expose the it, body to something else. It oversimplifies uh, muscle adaptation or the adaptation of building strength and muscle. They say it's all about intensity, and so if you just go intense enough for one set, the trigger or the the wheels are set in motion. Then you just step away, allow your body to recover, and you should be able to build muscle up until you reach your genetic potential. It doesn't work this way. You can overapply intensity as well. And by the way, volume and frequency also contribute to muscle. Otherwise, you wouldn't see mechanics with muscular forearms. Why do mechanics typically have muscular forearms? They never go to failure. It's a lot of volume, a lot of frequency, right? Now, I'm not saying that's the only answer either. It's a combination of them, and you have to kind of move in and out Of each of them to get your body to continue to respond. But look, if we were to look, even if we were to use bodybuilders as the example, the vast majority of bodybuilders out there train with more volume and don't go to failure all the time. There are a few that do, like Dorian Yates kind of trained this way, right? Mike Menser trained this way. There's a couple others. There was something called DC training that kind of was similar. I mean, Mike Menser went so crazy with this at one point that he would train people with his typical style, which was one all out, set to failure per, per body part, and people would his. He would have people work out two or three days a week. That was it. Then when they would stop responding, you know what his answer was? Less frequency. Okay, then it means you need more recovery. So now I'm going to give you ten days between body parts, and then fourteen days between. And it just it didn't work. It, it stops working. Now do
1: you? And I, I don't. I don't believe that any of these guys who wrote any of these books only train that way either. Right. Do you think Mike Metzer only trained that way that he wrote in the book, or that was like a phase or a thing that he did, or that he he talked about it because he was marketing in you know the what book, I but think. then he probably actually trained a lot of different ways. I don't think it's
2: sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't think,
1: think so either. I rough. think a lot I think that happens still today. You see somebody market an idea and it's like, oh, that's brilliant, but I don't think they 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 do that either. They use that, oh, I've got this incredible physique that I've built. Now let's write a book around these few things. And it's like, they are not just doing those few things.
0: You know, I used to think that, and I think to to some extent that's true, but then there's this other side that, you know, when you, when you read about these people, you see me in interviews, like Dorian Yates did train the way that he said he did uh, for all of his Mr. Olympia wins. And he would literally do a few exercises per body part, one all out set to failure, and that's it per exercise. So for back, he'd do like three exercises, so three sets to failure and that was it which for pro bodybuilding terms is super low volume. Now, here's my explanation. I think that there's genetic variances between individuals that sometimes makes people respond exceptionally well to intensity so they can cut their volume way down, use intensity, and it just works really well for them. And then I think there's people on the other end of the spectrum. And I I think there's people with frequency that are like that as well. So, I think that there's general truths, but your individual variants might make you work a little better one way or the other. And I also don't think it's permanent. I think as your body changes and you age and circumstances change, then what worked for you before may not work for you as well uh, as it did before. But this particular theory at the time or this book, it came out and it was so different and so radical against, you in comparison to what everybody else was saying, that it didn't gain popularity. And it's probably because People all did high volume, and so they said, "Let me try this out." And then, oh my God, it totally works! Yeah. So it kind of, you know, it kind of blew up. But I do think there's some truth in what he says. I just don't think it's the it's the all out answer. And by the way, the best studies on resistance training and building muscle shows that going to failure is too much intensity most of the time, and that one set to failure or one hard set versus three hard sets for beginners is usually this. It's, just as fine. But as they get more advanced, more volume tends to produce better results. Um, And so we do have these general truths that we've already shown in studies. And and this heavy-duty style training is probably not best for most people.
3: Next question is from Marco Arcega. What are the top ten essentials for building a home gym? Damn, ten? Oh, yeah. I don't
1: even know if I have ten in my yeah, house. Yeah, I don't know if I have ten. But <laughs> we should, I think we should list some of the essentials, and we're done. Let's make the list here. Squat yeah. rack. We all agree. Yeah, yeah,
0: barbell, dumbbell, squat rack, adjustable bench. Well, I think dude, you're done. That. With that was back. too fast. There, I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> would you say barbell? Barbell, dumbbells, adjustable dumbbells, okay. or so multiple the dumbbells. Plates
2: obviously go in with the barbell. I would then, assume that yeah, counts yeah. as your ten essentials, right? Yeah, or it comes in there.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, flat bench, incline bench, adjustable bench. Yeah, you need right? both. Yeah. So, so, so a bench that so you can adjust, so, yeah, you right? Can adjust. So you can do incline or flat. You said barbells already. Plates, dumbbells, plates. I mean, and if, and that. I mean, if I'm going to add, I mean, maybe a easy curl, a easy
0: curl bar. I mean, you don't you just name my garage gym that I've been working trap bar. That's yeah, I've been working out like that for the last fifteen years. I
1: don't even have the easy curl bar. I literally have
0: a barbell, yeah, plates, bar. dumbbells. Yeah. What'd you say? A hard curl bar. Yeah, yeah. hard, hard curl. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. not easy, man. I mean, I, I would say this though to start. If somebody actually asked me this in person, I would say, all right, number one, what form of exercise do you enjoy the most? Because we have to start with that, right? Mm-hmm. You're most likely to be consistent. Like, if you like suspension trainers and that's your favorite way to work out, then that's going to be. Number one on your essential—that's crucial for me. Well, we to me, to that's
1: around. okay. So I have a suspension trainer that's under—it's a hundred dollars or what is ours ninety-seven bucks or some shit, right? So it's under a hundred dollars, you can have that piece of equipment and that can hang in there. That could be one of your ten easily. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think and that rubber bands that, should yeah, that. should yeah should complement almost any gym because even if you're not a big uh, suspension train. Uh, Training like training that much. I think the priming aspect of it and, Uh you know, rehab stuff and the, like, low intensity, I think doing that at France. And I'll be the weird
2: one. I got to have a mace bell and I got to have, you know, a kettlebell, like at least a, a pair of kettlebells. If I had to limit it to, like, two, uh, it's got to be at least like two fifty-five pounds, so I could at least do a little bit of damage. And
0: since they said ten, you could throw a sled in there, and then you're pretty much done. Yeah. But you know, it's funny because there's all always this home gym, you know, home gym equipment being sold, and the newest, latest, greatest piece of equipment. But it's it's honestly, literally, if you if you got a squat rack that was you know stable. I mean, PRX is I think one of the best, and it folds into the wall. The barbell, the dumbbells, adjustable bench you're the vast majority of people that I could possibly train for most people's goals, you're done. Yeah,
1: yeah. and by the way, and I think we're answering it this way because it says essential, because I don't think we think there's 10 essential things uh for exactly. lifting weights. If you said, what are your 10 favorite pieces of equipment in there, mm-hmm. we could probably list off some things like Viking Press, and then we'd probably sure. add some things that we really like now that I, that might go in that 10. But, man, you can, you can definitely... I mean, most of our programs you can run on four pieces of
0: equipment or yeah. less, you know, as far Even as if dumb- you
2: just had like uh, four sets of dumbbells or something. Yeah. You know? Like you'd be, you could do a lot of damage. that. Oh, it. I
0: could, I, I used to train sometimes. Well, I used to do this all the time because clients would love it. I would train clients with one pair of dumbbells or I'd train them with like a couple sets of bands. Today, yeah. our whole workout is going to be done with bands and they would get a phenomenal workout and they loved it because they could see that we could achieve so much with such minimal equipment. There's a huge myth with fitness, especially with resistance training, that you need all kinds of equipment. And that's because when you go into the gym, what do you see when you go to the weight area? Yeah, that's how
1: they sell you on the membership. You
0: right? got so many pieces of equipment. Oh, there's the chest area, there's the back area, there's the the shoulder area. Oh, cardio, you just need a bike. And then you can the truth is when it comes to resistance training, you don't need a lot of equipment. It's actually very inexpensive and yeah. you could do everything. You could train everyone and there's so much variety. Look, I tell you what, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. Okay, that's my my one of my favorite first, you know, exercise books. Ninety percent of the exercises in there are free weight, and there's like ten exercises per body part, all free weight based, all phenomenal. So that's pretty much all you dude,
2: need. Dude, I'd get even crazier if you just threw me in the woods with an axe. Like I'm, I'm, going to town. <laughs> You're gonna build dude. a house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chop it. You know, lifting <laughs> rocks.
3: That's all you need, man. Like Rocky from uh, Rocky Four. Yeah, exactly. Next question is from George YRX, myths and facts on apple cider vinegar.
1: I'll tell you the truth about that stuff. It's great for uh, baby back ribs. Yeah,
3: oh, it is. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your secret that's ingredient. A, I used
1: it last night, so I was I was making ribs last night, and I actually used that to hydrate the ribs. So that's you, all I use it for. Really. You know what?
0: It's you know what it is it, is it got some health benefits? Yeah, but it's nothing for not, the gut, right? That's it's nothing it, special. Um, it's not like some miraculous. So for a second there, it was like super the, popular. It yeah. still kind
1: of is. It's become. I don't know who started it. Was it a Tim Ferriss, Ben Greenfield type of biohack thing to Everybody have? Everybody wants two, that table, one thing that two tablespoons like to start the, their day off yeah. every day, right? Yeah. To, to set your your gut right and balance it out or some bullshit like that's been like the the trendy thing to do yeah
0: it's got some i guess some antimicrobial properties and but you know what though if you have um for some people i know who have gut issues it's terrible like right. for me if i if i have apple cider vinegar on an empty stomach it's gonna i'm gonna have, gonna have a good time oh really it Absolutely. messes you up
1: it does it does feel good on me so i i have i have taken it before like that where i because i'm trying to remember where i saw that first um but it's not like It's not noticeable. Yeah, like oh
0: my god, that's all I had to do. There (laughs) is there is no fitness stuff. There is no miracle food. You know what? I'll use another example just to kind of illustrate this. For a second there, remember the acai berry. The uh, they grow grows in the Amazon in yeah. Yeah. and it, or goji berries like yeah. oh my God they're so incredible yeah. they're chock full of antioxidants like what
1: one degree different than a blueberry yeah.
0: it's, it's literally just exotic it's literally like yeah. the same thing did like you break, know that you know the truth is blueberries, yeah, blueberries
1: is better no a side berry was became one of the okay, they made uh, it's because
0: we didn't know what it was nobody in America guess, really used there was it. like a few places it's, it's in the world
1: you could find these aside berries or whatever. And you had companies like Monavie and some of these yes. that they bottled it all up and and promoted it's all about like
2: Brazil or antioxidants or and yeah.
1: tried to claim that it cured cancer and all these people. And it's like literally you could go have a, a a half pound of blueberries and get the exact same benefits. You want to know what's that. funny?
0: Here, Okay, this is true now. Again, there is no miracle food. But let's just say that all the common foods that we eat now – We're not familiar with and we just discover them. So scientists just discovered all the common foods that we eat. And they stumble upon the chicken, egg, and red meat. You know what those two foods would be labeled as? Superfoods. Super. Super. Red meat literally could sustain you and provide you with every single essential nutrient. Now, I'm not saying it's ideal, by the way. Okay. So let me back up for a second. I'm not saying you should just eat meat. Yeah. I know there's people out there with the carnivore diet, whatever. No, that's not ideal. But what I am saying is red meat will, you will not, you'll probably not have a nutrient deficiency and you'll survive for a long time or maybe forever. It's part of the essential macronutrient classification. Yeah. Same thing with eggs, like a perfect protein and the yolk is chock full of all these incredible things. But because we're so familiar with these foods, I couldn't come out and say, you know, steak, the super, like everybody's like, well, I eat steak all the time. Just like I couldn't come out
3: with blueberry juice.
0: And sell it like they so do with the apple juice. Do, Doug, are you, you do aren't that. you an apple cider yeah, vinegar guy?
3: Uh, I did a long time ago, but not recently. It's,
1: it, is that what it is? It just is it supposed to just promote good gut health? Isn't that like the big thing from it?
3: I mean,
0: yeah, yeah and they would say it's anti-inflammatory, and you know, you could supposed to like extend your life or
3: something like some what? crazy yeah, that drinks. I didn't know. No. I think people I th- use it for dieting as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, drink. I mean, it's just you're
3: probably just drinking stuff. more is what you're doing. You put. Is it
1: in, considered in like a prebiotic or anything? is it? Is it falling no, it's got some cap?
0: antimicrobial properties. Uh, so it could kill, you know, certain bad bacteria, bacteria right? Yeah, and, but, and it's
1: supposed to populate good bacteria, kill bad bacteria. That's all it really is, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, but it's not. Again, there's no. Is there's so no it that super much food. different than
1: eating like fermented food? Is it that much? I mean, uh,
0: you know, re- regular vinegar I think is kind of similar. So regular vinegar, balsamic vinegar has got some health properties. If we're going to compare the two. Right. But you know what it is is what they'll do is they'll take and they'll do this often with foods is they'll they'll take one thing and then they'll they'll extrapolate it, and yeah, add yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh okay so the antioxidant capability of this is this and then they'll, you know, then they'll say, "Oh, that's what they did with
1: the acai berries." Yeah, they took out that like, "Oh, these super antioxidants," and they go, "Well, what are antioxidants good for? Antioxidants mm-hmm. are good for X, Y, and Z. Therefore, this juice helps cure X, Y, and Z." Exactly. It's like, like
0: you, whoa. Yeah, you don't want to know what this. You don't want to know what the shitty truth is, and this is backed by lots of studies. Here is the shitty truth, and I know it's a lot more complex than this, but if you're eating in a calorie deficit a lot of what you eat doesn't really make that big of a difference. Now, I know people are going to hammer me for this, and there's, I, I, I totally admit it's a lot more complex than this, and what you eat determines how you feel, and there's essential nutrients and essential macronutrients. I get all that, so I'm not you know saying that that's not true. But like sugar is a good example. High-sugar diet where your calories are below maintenance. You're at a, a weight-loss diet that's high in sugar. Guess what that sugar does to your body? Nothing. It doesn't do to your body what a high sugar, high calorie diet does to your body, where yeah. you see all this inflammation, and you know increased, you know, cancer risk and all that stuff. So this is true for a lot of things. That's
1: like Lane's number one mission is to get that message across to people. Is that in, in the context of low calorie, all this bullshit that people try and say about Does stuff it make that big of a raises difference? insulin and this is the cause of obesity epidemic and Coke will make you fat and sugar will make you fat. He's like, dude, in a, if show me a study that shows you in a calorie deficit all those adverse effects that you're talking about. From it those doesn't. Foods.
0: And, the, and, the, and the, there are scientists that will do this on themselves. I ate a... Fast food diet, and I lost 30 pounds and improved all my blood you know, markers or whatever. Now, here's why it's more complex. It's going to make your appetite. You're going to be hungrier. You're probably going to feel like shit. You're going to crave more food. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable. So there's a lot more to what I'm well, saying. Well, yeah, and you
1: can't tell me that. Okay, let's say you have uh, your calorie maintenance is 2,000 calories, right? So calorie deficit would be 1,500. Okay, right. so if you're eating 1,500 calories, someone eats 1,500 calories of a balanced diet, proteins, carbs, fats from Whole Foods, versus someone eats 1,500 calories from mint chip ice cream, uh, you can't tell me that the person that is e- eating the whole food diet is not going to have other health markers or other benefits that the person in the calorie deficit. Yeah, there's, of course, where this, this you, you
0: got to still have your essential nutrients and all that, of course. But I'm saying, let's say you have two lower, you know, two uh, diets that are below maintenance in calories. Okay, one of them is 150 grams of carbohydrates. The other one is 150 mm. grams of sugar which is also carbohydrates, right? So both carbs are the same, one sugar, one isn't. If they stay that way, you're not going to see that much of a difference in terms of the person's health and stuff. Now, how they feel, I will argue, is different. You eat 150 grams of sugar, yeah. your appetite's probably going to be a little bit different, up and down, your energy might be a little different. And that's important, we should consider all that. But my, well, my point cr- is- cravings that cravings too, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. My point, though, is that there's this whole superfood thing Now, there's definitely foods that don't have tons of value, except for maybe the palatability. Right, right. Like, I can argue that. Watermelon versus avocado. Yeah, or a Twinkie, you know? Like, (laughs) it doesn't have, it's got calories, but I mean, what other value? But this whole superfood argument, um, a lot of it is just, they'll take something that a lot of people don't use, that seems exotic, Mm -hmm. and then they'll spin it and market it and sell it to you. And because you've never used it before, because it sounds weird, you know, it's the goji berry. It's noni juice. It's whatever. (laughs) Now you're gonna. Now that to all being
1: said, I don't see there's any there's any no harm no foul in you taking two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar in the morning. If it makes you feel good and you notice it makes your gut feel good, it's a very inexpensive product, or you can just hydrate your ribs like I do with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you, do? you soak them yeah. in it, and then?
1: Well, yeah, like when you do a long smoke like that, like every hour, couple hours, I'll go in there and I'll hydrate the meat so it doesn't mm-hmm. dry out completely. And apple cider vinegar is really good for that. Yeah. Just the apple and the, the flavor mix really well
0: with it. That's all. Aside from gaining twenty pounds of muscle, I don't. I didn't notice anything on it. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Look, if you like our information, head over to mindpumpfree.com and check out all of our free guides. We have guides that can help you build muscle, burn body fat, improve your health get a better squat. We even have guides for personal trainers. You can find that again, all at mindpumpfree.com. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So Justin is at mindpumpjustin. Justin. I'm at mindpump Adam is at mindpumpadam.
3: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB super bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.